0: Coffee matters most when cared for from plant to cup.
1: We're committed to roasting and delivering a coffee drinking experience to be remembered.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Cielo Coffee. Hi, welcome back. We'd like to say a huge thank you to everyone who's been listening and following what we're doing on our podcast, the Experience Good Coffee podcast. Um, Yeah, listening numbers have been brilliant and really encouraging, so thank you. It means a lot to us. Um, And if you'd like to keep up to date with what we're doing, just click subscribe and you'll get news of the latest episode, which is once a week. So thank you guys, and thank you for the odd messages we've had through and reviews. It's really kind. Today, we've got um, part two with Paul, Guy from Darkwoods Coffee Roasters, so stay tuned for that coming up.
1: Coffee. This is all about coffee. 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 Coffee, 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 coffee.
0: Thanks for this, Flat White. It's
1: no problem. Is that what you were after? No. Oh. What did you want?
0: Well when you went downstairs I said, Can I have an Americano? Fancy something a bit hotter. Oh. Remember that?
1: So sorry, when I asked you do you want a coffee? I didn't I didn't expect you to give a specific. I just <gasps> I mean, yes.
0: What? What do you think this industry is here? Just like have an instant.
1: No, I know you always have flat white, don't you?
0: Well, no, well, I do, yeah. Ironically, even when I ask for something else, (laughs) (laughs) true. That
1: oh, I'm so sorry. Do you want me to go and make you another? No, or should we get started on this podcast? Let's get started
0: on this podcast.
1: You sure?
0: Yeah, sure. we've lost a little ticker Mm. coffee matters most when cared for from (coughs) plant to cup we're committed to giving you a coffee drinking experience that floats your boat i can't remember it
1: well this is that good (laughs) (laughs) right anyway moving (laughs) on um that could be our advert actually that'd be gross why
0: could. it could be like the coffee machine maybe
1: that's what we do that with cupping don't you which (laughs) 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 we should probably explain do you like cupping well yeah i love it
0: how often do you do cupping really
1: yeah we should explain though that that is (laughs) for people that are not aware that that is uh, what you call coffee tasting which is always a bit awkward I find do you find that yeah the <laughs> word said, oh, we're gonna do some cupping is <laughs> ridiculous
0: I'm going to a cupping event in Leeds <laughs> and then
1: a lot of people kind <laughs> okay, of okay right you good kind for of you. assume people will know what you're talking about because you don't want to be teaching or anything and then most of the time people don't have a clue what you're talking about and then it just sounds so wrong doesn't it yeah but going back to that that would be good for Our advert where we could just. (laughs) (laughs) That's awful!
0: You can't say, like, oh no.
1: Bad. (sighs) (laughs) It's like Coke. Come to our cupping event.
0: Didn't Coke use to be like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but we're not Coke. Cost us Coke. (laughs) 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 Yeah, well, no. No.
1: We could put some, like, reverb on it or something.
0: Yeah, so what is cupping?
1: Cupping? Oh,
0: I'm putting, I think. I need one of those, pu- <coughs> you know, like professional podcasters have like a...
1: Just hold it away from your mouth. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't need to be too close. Um, but you know
0: the pu- 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 thing. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. So cupping is where you taste coffee.
1: It's just coffee tasting, really, isn't it? I don't know why they did not just call it coffee tasting, but... We oh. want to sound like we know what we're doing, so we're going <laughs> to... We do know oh, what no, we're doing. Oh, no, we do. What we, yeah, I didn't mean that. I mean... It's ground-coarsely
0: people... <laughs> and water. No, 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 you
1: know. We know what we're doing. I didn't mean that, yeah. obviously. What I meant was you then want to sound like you know what you're doing to people that don't know you know what you're doing, and then you say... Oh, on. here
0: we go. This brings <laughs> us nicely to the TV incident.
1: What? what TV incident?
0: Oh, just the way you chat. How... <laughs>
1: i don't know what i'm doing and you know what i'm doing and i know what you're doing and when you know what you're... oh dear what do you mean what are you talking about
0: just slip about? it in here uh, yeah uh, cue the little clip from my phone oh, did call all about tell. it yeah, tell I me all about
1: you. it so are you hard saying hard. would, I, would I like to watch this because you'd rather watch something warm, else or warm, warm, are warm, you saying would you like to watch this because you're checking whether i would want to watch this and you're quite enjoying it
0: <laughs> yeah. I just said, "Are you happy watching this?" Yeah. Are you happy watching this? Yeah. Okay. We're done then.
1: <laughs> oh, no. oh no, not that clip. Wait. So, Wait, because to me, right, that just sounds really caring, and I don't—I don't find that awkward. I just think I'm like. What would you like to watch? Are you saying you prefer to watch something or not, you know?
0: Right, you know Josh? Yeah. If you ask him to make a decision. Our son. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, how long it takes to get a decision. Yeah. And then he cries once he's made the decision. Oh, no. I think he gets that
1: from you. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to say that's you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. Because I just like a decision.
1: Oh, no, that's good. But you like to check all the
0: reasons for the decision and did everyone mean they meant that decision and are they happy with that decision now that it's been made and blah blah
1: blah well i'm so caring aren't i
0: you are it is <laughs> it comes from a pure heart but it really winds me up
1: <laughs> well now i listen to it you know maybe more married couples should listen <laughs>
0: oh but everyone takes like serious time over netflix choices
1: Oh, yeah, I know. Because we really sometimes listening. just
0: spend the evening scrolling <coughs> through, deciding what to watch. And they're all like an hour or something at least. So we scroll, scroll, scroll. Do we want serious? Do we want intense? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you always want serious and intense. I want something oh, yeah. like lighthearted Comedy. and rubbish. Yeah. And then we don't watch anything and we put the news on and go to no, bed.
1: No, the best or the worst moment for me, which definitely <laughs> winds you off as well. <laughs> Even how long it takes you to get there we generally have got the kids just down and then we'll do a bit of TV dinner maybe with the oldest yeah which one is like 9 p.m. anyway so we might oh, be having our TV yeah. dinner and the worst bit is when you sit down with your TV yeah. dinner and and then you have to decide what
0: yeah <laughs> what to watch that's why i give you the remote and then normally, i want to crack on and eat
1: <laughs> exactly normally you've finished by the time i've actually chosen <laughs>
0: why do you think of the other remote That's just
1: terrible I've, I've learned your tricks now so Because it takes you ages to see our food's freezing. We need to schedule. I'm on dessert. We need to to decide now what we're going to watch later. In fact, it reminds me, I do feel like we should apologise to our listeners, because I'm not sure if we're, you know, I got a bit inspired watching that new Apple TV one. What's it called? The Podcaster. Oh, yeah. I feel like maybe... (laughs) I mean, this podcast goes... Well, we're not going to go goes, into true crime, are we? This, this podcast oh, goes to no... Garford's true crime. No, uh, I mean, this is our entire life is like going to prisons, talking to prisoners, talking to... I know. And I'm like, we're just not... We've not well, got she's put her life at this. risk
0: for it, so I don't know what you're up to.
1: <laughs> so maybe, you know, maybe we're just not taking this malarkey seriously enough. What's it called? Truth be told, I Oh, think. that's
0: it. I'm trying to Google it at the same time, <clears throat> but be told. I've just... Yeah, failed. I've got Apple um, TV remote controls.
1: Nah. God, she's God in that other movie, isn't she?
0: Octavia, she's called, isn't she? I think. Yeah,
1: she's she's good, and I mean it's a good show, isn't it? we were only on about episode two, but
0: oh yeah, she's in the shack.
1: In the shack. God in the shack. So I always think of her as God.
0: Yeah, and him as Breaking Bad.
1: And he's yeah Jesse Pinkman definitely. That'd be a great
0: film. God chats to Jesse.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm waiting for. So, um apologies. Well, about commit.
0: That. I think you should just commit. I think this is a bit half hearted.
1: Yeah, I think we need to start investigating and I mean
0: people it. often think, you know, coffee houses are a front for some other operation oh, behind they? the scenes. Yeah, maybe we could pretend we've got like covert operations don't give the game away. in cupping.
1: <laughs> well, if we did we wouldn't call it that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, because it had spelled Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you can say that. I need to change the the box I tick <laughs> for appropriate. Just
0: e on it. I have to cut that out. Okay. Paul, what do you see? I don't know if you've got any insight into kind of the future of the cafe scene. Really, we've been talking a lot about baristas and where things are going. What do you see as the next steps? Really?
2: It's it's probably the most tricky to explain at the at the moment it, it's very nuanced it's very subtle i think we've we've gone through a huge sort of growth period in in cafes yeah. uh, i mean if you were to take the allegra statistics on on number of branded to sort of the cafes yeah. uh, each year it, it's been in uh, uh, a sort of very to sort of the high to the figures uh, up until this last year, uh, where it, it's it's come down quite considerably. Oh, really? we're, we're almost seeing a flatlining of of growth in right. the sort of branded the sort of cafes uh, over this last year. Uh, it's been an odd year w- with uh, with Brexit and and lots yeah. of sort of changes in the in the marketplace. Uh, but also, perhaps particularly, de- perhaps more down in south and up here, we are seeing uh, a, a maturation of the of the cafe market yeah. uh, and a saturation, perhaps, of uh, of cafes out there. Mm. Uh, and it's been the first year where there's been notable, um, you know, to the well-known cafe chains or, or small specialty shops going bust. Yeah. Um, so in in the last year, there's been uh, people like Taylor Street Baristas that, that have gone under. Uh, but you know where they haven't gone under, there's lots of the the London sort of micro chains mm. that have been bought out by yeah. Coffee Smiths by Department of Coffee and Social Affairs. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, I don't think necessarily. They, you know, they've done anything wrong. They're not a pariah on these brands. It, it's just a, a, a fact that they were. You know, a lot of them were struggling, yeah. uh, and someone's someone's taking them on board. Yeah. Um, the. But what does that then say of, of kind of where where we're at now? Uh, you know, does it mean that special specialty coffee isn't just going to grow and grow and grow? Well perhaps not. it might be a niche still in a, mm-hmm. in a wider industry. Yeah. Uh, it might be that we do have to uh, focus a bit more on the customer and bring all of our skills and, and, um, and knowledge of you know good coffee making of good coffee flavor yeah. but but widen it a little bit to a to a, a wider appeal a wider customer base mm. uh, but certainly the future is less obvious yeah. uh, i think at the at the moment um, i don 't necessarily see much sort of innovation in, in cafes. I don't see much innovation on in, in the sort of menu or in the, the way of presenting things. But then perhaps we haven't seen it, any inv- innovation for yeah. hundreds of years. I mean, yeah. they, your sort of traditional French cafe isn't that much different from, you know, your high street Leeds cafe today, really, yeah, is it? That's so it. Yeah, that's um, it. D- obviously, you're in that world as well. Where, where do yeah. you see, uh, say, even the centre of Leeds? You know, sort yeah, going? I think we've
0: found... You just have to. I think when we first started 12 years ago, it was a little bit on a plate, and we were the only espresso machine on the high street, and we were busy just by opening the door, which was really nice. Whereas now, I think pressure's on really, and it's survival of the fittest, and you've got to constantly be. Up in your game, doing events, serving different food. I think food's playing a massive role in, mm-hmm. the, like specialty coffee shop yeah. world. Yeah, I think you're doing much. vegan dishes and you've got a chef in, and I think you have to have all that side of it as well. And you just have to be constantly offering loads of extra stuff. It feels like it feels quite a pressured ro- thing, whereas it used to be open your front door, put the open side out, and that was you doing yeah. for the day. Yeah. So uh-huh. yeah, it's definitely changed. Yeah, and costs.
1: Obviously, costs are going up even in the 12 years we've been doing it you know we've seen costs increase a lot and like you say Linda that I think it's fascinating we did ride the wave of coffee and cake really for a long time and did quite well with it and then realized uh-huh. that you can't you just can't open on coffee and cake anymore <laughs> it yeah. definitely needs a good food um but interestingly I'm not sure if prices still feels quite price sensitive particularly around Leeds. i mean that might be other places as well but i think whereas you might go to london and they might be able to hike prices a little bit easier i don't know or people expect it like i still feel like prices is is, has to remain competitive and almost similar to chain type prices to to be able to reach Yeah, yeah i'm
2: i'm I'm not so sure that yeah, how price-sensitive people are. Um, I think, I mean, if I if I compare yeah. us to the craft beer world, um, yeah. I mean, some of the beers that uh, I go to a tap room and buy. Uh, sometimes you buy them in thirds or halves and things like that, mm. uh, maybe yeah. because they're ridiculously strong. But you work out what the price per pint would be, and you're thinking, really? That's true. But I just buy them and enjoy them. You know, relatively speaking, you know, they're yeah. a few quid, and I enjoy that experience. And I think a lot of the time, that's probably similar in coffee. But I think you think yeah. that sort of hitting the nail on the head in terms of, of food and that wider um, sort of cafe experience yeah. really. I mean we we sort of through Coffee Community uh, and, and Darkwoods have always done um, cafe development courses and, yeah. and advised on, on that side and normally I'm going food, food, you know it's all about how you extend that that average spend, yeah you know, and but not on, on only that I mean if if someone comes into your cafe and they, they just buy coffee and cake, well well that's, that's great, but how many coffee and cakes? Do you need to sell to pay the rent? To keep going. And, it, and it's yeah. just—it's just a numbers game. It's just yeah, a, right. a turnover game. Uh, and if you have got more competition on the on the uh, on the street, if if yeah. your one cafe, you know, had a couple of hundred people come in in a day, but now there's three cafes fighting for that couple of hundred people, yeah. you know, the numbers game just doesn't work. This is work. exactly our street. Uh, you're talking yeah. About. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. yeah uh, hey. So but if if they're coming in. Uh, and they're having food and things as well so the average spend triples probably yeah. uh, because of that then you're changing the the experience so so every every cafe course we've ever done we've sort of heroed the importance of food and also food is is a very uh, it's it's perhaps a larger decision in a lot of people's minds uh, there will always be devoted to the quality coffee people who hunt out the best cup uh, there is but there's a there's a big mass of people behind that who are much more interested in what sandwich or, or soup or yeah. salad or whatever it is that you're, you're serving yeah and food's a very visual sign of quality as well mm. you know coffee coffee's a hard sell because it, it's it's brown things in a hopper. Yeah. You know, it's very hard to dif- differentiate your, your brown beans in your hopper to a brown beans in yeah, somebody else's right. hopper down the road. Uh, whereas food is visually uh, sort of obvious on, on what it is that you're doing. So, so I, I do think the better uh, and surviving, so the cafes uh, are, are ones that are going to do that full range of things excellently. Again, you see it in the pub world, if we we were to compare ourselves to the pub world, which pubs are surviving? Mm -hmm. The ones that do the best range and the most interesting beers and are really focused on craft beer excellence and and range, or those ones that do really good food uh, and and nothing in between. And I I think that's what we may see in the cafe world as well. Um, I mean, certainly down in London, some of the, the best known sort of cafe chains and the most successful are the ones that do really good food. They're, they're probably more restaurants, in truth, than they are cafes yeah. to a certain extent.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. And it's interesting because I, I also, there was a couple of chains, weren't they? a bit more southern, that were becoming chains based a bit more on specialty coffee, I felt. And even those in the last year have been bought out, like... Um, Harrison Hall, which was with Taylor Street Brewster people, in there, and yeah, famously lost one. forty million. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's oh, wow. fascinating, isn't it? How I was quite excited by what they were coming, and maybe that they go a bit more broader. But then both have been bought out by Nero's or someone like that. And it's
2: yeah, I mean, certainly, I mean, uh, there's Tim Bloomsbury, Timby, R, Tapton, Pact. All, yeah. all uh, up here, there was Fillmore and Union. All got bought out by um, by Coffee Smiths, by Department of Coffee and Social Affairs. Yeah. Uh, so, so you got an amalgamation uh, of them. But they were either struggling uh, or, uh, and and were taken over and and sort of, I suppose, fine tuned for the most profitable stores because i think what that, what had happened you got keen speciality stores perhaps perhaps flagship stores uh, mainly down in london uh, yeah. Somebody was running a great cafe They were doing yeah. really well. They opened a second. Yeah. They were running two great cafes. <laughs> they were doing really well. They opened a third. They were running two great cafes and one that was limping along. Yeah. They then uh, got uh, so the city in in <laughs> 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 they, they, they then got city investment <laughs> and they were op- and they opened eight cafes of yeah. which you know, five were making a loss and three were making a profit, yes, okay. uh, uh, and and that that story's repeated itself time after time after time. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. on yes. on that other sort of side of things. So
0: well, thank goodness we didn't get city
2: investment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it might be coming. Yeah. Might be coming. <laughs> all, all all the, all the smart money is moving to Leeds oh, now, that's isn't right. it? So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Oh, and um, you've got Channel Four yeah. and everything coming soon. Yeah, and it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I do think it it's. It's a tough world out there. And I also don't think many people are brutally honest about the maths involved in a cafe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the start of our cafe course, uh, when we run them, is normally half an hour of trying to put somebody off. Yeah. Just don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And, and it's really trying to change their perception of this is gonna make loads of money because yeah. there's loads of cafes so it must be a gold mine and yeah. saying well actually no most most cafes uh, provide the owner with employment uh, and that owner's salary is normally the buffer to yeah. success or failure really yeah. it, it's, that, it's that on the line uh, certainly for the first yeah. sort of few years uh, and, and then those that are successful enough do, do break through but uh, yeah, it, it's it's much more tricky on those margins on those percentages than I think yeah, most crazy. people perceive really yeah
0: definitely
1: definitely. we found a real change from what was effectively our local cafe when we had one 12, 12 years ago to then doing another one and another one where you move into more employment and you're not on the ground everywhere and it just was a very different feel to it without which we hadn't prepared ourselves us yeah. and it just is very different, whereas actually I love those kind of... I think, I think the exciting thing for me in the future of the coffee industry is still those local cafes that are owned by the local people who are just giving their everything to it and doing a nice little business with it. Uh-huh. And actually that's, that's providing them a good income and there's, not, you know, there's never going to be tons and tons of money, but most people probably don't do it for that because you probably wouldn't choose it for that. But it's still a really it's the place I'd, I'd want to go when I'm yeah, on a local yeah. high street, it's, it's just a nice...
2: So, so when you opened your sort of second store, what, what were your sort of priorities to take from the, from the first store? How, how did you approach that, that um, process of, mm. of, of extending what you did on that, that first one?
1: Well, our, our second was in a library in the same community and actually it was a little bit more like, it was a smaller, almost kiosky type. Uh-huh. So it was like a one-man band type. And actually, the interesting thing was it, for us, with our staffing levels and having a second unit really close, like a walking distance away uh-huh. from our main high street one, actually was a real breath of fresh air. Because suddenly, just having that little bit more staffing and and cover options and everything gave us a lot more flexibility and found it easier to re- get people because we had a bit more options a bit more hours to give uh-huh. and so the first experience was actually really positive yeah. uh-huh. and but in a, in a weird way wasn't a true experience of opening a full-on shop yeah, high street yeah. <laughs> with a lot more risk <laughs> and further away so i think we were almost lulled into a full sense of security with our first one and then, the and, then <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then the second one. And then the second one. A lot of grey hair. The third, so the third one is a full on, you know, 15 minute car journey away, five minutes on the train, shopping centre. Expensive. Expensive. You know, looked at the football, tried to work out some numbers compared to where it be, and basically miscalculated. Okay. Uh <laughs> huh. Yeah. And it didn't add to the. And that was probably the hardest shop of. In terms I, of yeah. I don't think that's I don't think that's
2: unusual as well i think I think when you do your first one you're hunting around for that location that that hopefully is a dream location but also has to stack up on the numbers just just because the money isn't there yeah. uh, to actually you know do anything other than, than it's go, it's got you know it's got to be affordable uh, i think that perspective carries on a couple down the line a little bit uh, but it's when that big investment comes along that people think Oh, I can be here I can be there I can do I can do whatever I, 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 yeah. I like and same thing on on your fit out your design and things like that I think first of all you know you you will have Painted the walls yourself, and you know somebody yeah. would have chiselled the counter for you, or something like that. Yeah. You you bought secondhand this and reclaimed that. Uh, when it comes to that that bigger rollout you know there's, there's designers involved and, and sort of shop fitters and yeah. and everything you've wanted to have in a store yeah that's
0: right what you wanted your you've, first you've, one you've, like yeah, yeah. You, you've
2: gone for sort yeah. of thing uh, and and so sometimes the numbers and the and the rent the rates and everything are are more challenging yeah. and that's where you get to the situation of of having you know a portfolio of of eight, eight stores where you know half are profitable half aren't sort yeah. of thing. so so uh, it's it's hard to keep that to sort of the mentality and 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 it's not just in the coffee world either you know the notably that this kind of mid price restaurant uh, so the chains are are in disarray at the moment you know people like Jamie's Italian and and that sort of thing yeah Uh, that mid-market is is struggling I think more and more people are looking for that sort of authenticity that Mm. that total immersive um, experience and and that's an emotional experience not just a physical sort of experience I think people want to go into a curated environment that that that's got a mentality, that's got an ethos, that, that delivers yes, good food, good coffee, and things yeah. like that. But, really but actually well, has a uh, an emotional uh, sort of brand around it yeah. as well. It, it's and that's that's the hardest thing to quantify if you're going yeah. to set things up for really. it. What do
1: you think about the future of the chains then? Because it baff- it does baffle me a little bit. And I obviously we've been playing around in this industry for 12 years, but it still baffles me, like, and we've been the victim of a chain moving into our high street and really rocking us, uh-huh. and it is a fascinating experience to go through, which probably, you know, again, it's like most things, like death, and I mean, you don't fully appreciate it until you go through a bit of it, and then you're like, oh wow, this is actually quite tough. But what do you think the future is? Like, it still baffles me. How are they so successful? How does it?
2: Uh, one, perhaps they're not as successful as you think but there's protection in large numbers. Uh, But also, I mean, you have a certain amount of protection for that sort of uh, authenticity, for for that uh, curation of your, your own environment. But past that, everything has to stack up as well. So a brand may not have that sort of level of emotional authenticity within it, but does it deliver the right product at the right price directed at the yeah. right people? And if it does that reliably, consistently, I mean, that, that's the nature of, of the definition of a brand. A brand is is yeah. Is to, to recognize something and consistently be given that product time and time and time again. Uh, that's the nature of a brand. So if that product is good enough, and I know what it, it it's going to give me, and I need that product, then they'll always survive if they if they stray from that they they won't so i mean let us take it away from well it's coffee to a a certain extent but look mm-hmm. at something like greg's for example uh you know greg's um delivers a pretty good sausage roll or or whatever yeah uh it's 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 uh, you know Listening to its customers so its offering, sort of different styles of sausage <laughs> roll and things like that, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and it's at a price point and and delivers. Do, do do we all sort of like feel emotionally attached to, to Greg's? Perhaps not. Do we want to wear Greg's t-shirts and and, <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know sort of baseball caps and things? <laughs> Perhaps not. But but do we go in there more often than yeah. than something else perhaps we do uh, and and so when a when a brand when a chain delivers that that reliable thing at a price point at a uh, at a consistency then it it will survive yeah. uh, and i think some of the the chains that are are starting to come through the coffee world the savvy ones have picked up on uh, some of the imagery and, and and offers from the speciality world, yeah. but do it more dumbed down, more uh, more sort of easy for the the customer to to get on board with, and at a price point and everything. so it's kind of speciality light in a way. Uh, so you get that sort of impression mm-hmm. that you're in. You know, just as much of a speciality to so the coffee shop, but it's at the price and consistency and uh, that delivers. The There's, the yeah. There's a lot for uh,
1: independents to learn off that as well, isn't there? Actually? Yeah, yeah, very I mean, much. Particularly, I think consistency is really important and speed of service is really important yeah. because people do value these things, even though we want to do it well and right. People really value some I mean, of that. I back,
2: mean, back to the fact I'm a filter coffee drinker first and foremost. I struggle to get a decent filter coffee virtually anywhere, uh, and the amount of times I've gone into specialty cafes and they they've got batch filter kit in you know on the counter and things like that and sort of said oh you know what's your filter today oh we've, we've stopped doing it or you know it's uh, you know we're we're closing in five hours so we've not made another batch or something <laughs> you know, ridiculous uh, yeah. and and um, and uh, you know I. I reckon my hit rate for for getting served a filter coffee from somewhere that supposedly sells filter yeah. coffee is probably one in three, uh, and 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 also if if I then go oh well you know we can do you this uh, you know aeropress or something like that comes out and you know I, I'm then sort of waiting. Ten minutes for a half cup of lukewarm, sort of badly brewed coffee. Yeah. Uh, not always, but yeah, yeah. but that's often but the, the, the the result. Dangers, uh, when when my my desire was to get in there, have something tasty, hot, fast, uh, delivered, which which their kit would have allowed. Uh, so yeah, speed the speed the service, yeah. Yeah. and it's it's about it's about looking at what the customers' needs are. Again, back to the the, uh, the food side of things. Uh, you know look at your menu and, that, and actually sort of say what do I really want to eat? As opposed to what do cafes normally sell? Yeah. The, the amount of people's menus which sell what cafes should sort of sell, you know the croissants, the paninis and things like that. When, when people come to us and sort of say oh we're thinking of doing paninis, I'd, I'd, my normal response is uh, how many paninis have you eaten at home in the last year?
1: Yeah.
2: And, and the answer is normally none. Yeah. Uh, because you know it's it's the devil's food, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know sell things that you actually eat and actually want to eat. Don't yeah. get me wrong, a good panini can yeah, be yeah, yeah, can yeah, be great yeah, yeah. if That's you go to point. some Italian deli and it's done with really you know tasty ingredients and thought. I've got absolutely no problem with it, uh, but those kind of sort of anemic looking things in cellophane uh, that end up being ballistically hot on the outside yet still raw on the inside <laughs> uh, are not the food uh, uh, that I, that I want to go and buy. Uh, they're the food that somebody wants to offer because it ticks a box rather than yeah. delivers yeah. a need for the customer. Yeah,
1: uh, Yeah, that's good. So any other future trends you see or think could... Um, there's nothing
2: obvious it's all it's all in the subtlety it's all in the the tiny detail uh... that success and and failure is is in the is in the the nuances in in the little points uh... you know i I don't think at the moment there's there's something you could say sell this product and you'll you'll be successful you know i think i think it's all in good management, uh, listening to your customer uh, and just concentrating on every tiny detail within uh, a successful operation. And that's why sometimes you can see two cafes next to each other, they almost look and feel the same. One's full of customers and one's got no one in it yeah. uh, and, it, and it's, it's harder than ever I think to quantify what success is because yeah. it, it's, it's all in those little details.
1: Yeah. yeah that's really, what really about. good <laughs> <What> about
2: Brexit?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so yeah we'd love you to subscribe um, and go with us on our journey we've got some weeks ahead and uh, yeah we'd love you to set out with us we've got some offers we'll be doing bits of coffee information we'll be giving you so it'd be great if you could follow us and we've got Instagram, we've got Facebook We've got website. We've even got the old TikTok starting, which is epic. So find us out there. It's C-L-O, which is just C-L-O, coffee. And you'll uh, spot us around the place.